I'm making an executive decision. Uh oh. We're moving into the summer. I think this summer we're gonna cover just summer movies. Summer movies slash kids in danger. Sweep the lick. You have a problem with that. Welcome to the Project Gen X Retro Summer Series 2022. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Starting in May and ending in August, we will review the summer movies from our youth that include Tron. I still don't understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence. If I got in far enough, I could reconstruct it. Adventures in babysitting. Don't fuck with the babysitter. The Goonies. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. Back to the future. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And so much more. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. Along the way, we will also sprinkle in some non-movie goodness that will remind us what it was like to be a kid when the socks were high, the shorts were extra short, and there wasn't a cell phone to be seen. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. Who wants to call somebody? So sit back and join Big Dave, Barry, and myself, Alan Smith, to relive the magic of the 80s and the retro summer. Welcome back to the Project Gen X Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And I'm Barry! And today, we are still in our retro summer 2022. Uh, this is um, one of our movies that we're doing because it is the 40th anniversary of yes. the movie Tron. 1982. Yes. What month? What month? Uh, we, we uh, actually, July 9th. There of you go. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it's coming up. We have several big movies that we're going to cover yeah. this oh yeah you know this we did you know we did um uh batman returns yes. because that was released in 92 yep which yep. 30 years we've got I'm, this I'm one not, for 40 years i'm not sure we should have celebrated that we're one. doing <laughs> we're doing et yes at some point this summer which oh, no. that's you know that's 40 years on that and there are so many others i mean you start going down the line you know the thing You've got, you know, Poltergeist, which we are going to cover in October for Oktoberfest. Yes. Um, and there's just so many more. Conan the Barbarian. Oh, God. I mean, it's like you just yeah. go, you go down the line of all of these movies that are just like, oh, wow. And, yeah, I just, uh, I, I, it's, a, it's a great summer. I'm glad that we're doing this retro summer stuff so mm-hmm. we, we can cover some of this. Uh, I know, before we get into, I know one of the last things we do every time is Barry asked the question, you know, is this a rewatch? We already know it is for Dave. Yeah. So well, and for me too. <laughs> Absolutely. Me too. You know, it's this. And I'm going to tell you how I feel about it here in a little bit. So, <laughs> that uh, preemptive, uh, screw you, right. Alan. <laughs> screw you. See, now you can do it. Now you can do it. You can't do Barry, it. Barry, give us a rundown of, of who is in this movie. The 1982 epic that was Tron, directed by Steven Lissenberger, uh, was produced by Donald Kushner, starring, here we go. Hold on. This is a Disney movie? No, this okay. is a no, it Vista. It says, no, wait, it was it has, Disney production. It has, both, it has yeah. both on it. It's a Disney production, but a Buena Vista I get it. distribution? But if yes. you look at any of the anything, the, the promotion for this... It has Disney above True. everything. Okay, so and Disney did do a lot promoting this know, in the parks. We'll get to that. Yeah, but let me just before I go over the list, let me just say it's this is one of the few movies that I have run into where you literally have nearly the entire cast playing multiple characters. Yes, yes, and there's a reason for it. Yes, uh, let's start off with the biggie playing Kevin Flynn and Clue. Yes, for like. A scene. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> scene and a half. Yeah. Yeah. The dude himself, Jeff Bridges. He abides. He t- <laughs> the Big Lebowski, True Grits, 
You know, you go through the list for him. Yeah. Against uh, all odds. <laughs> playing Alan Fabulous Brad. Baker Boys. Wild yes. Heart. Oh, so many good movies that man did. Wasn't, uh, it, wasn't it him? No, no, no. no, no, no Wild no, at Heart. My heart. My bad. Uh, 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 something. Wild at, Wild at Heart was... Um, no. Something Heart. Oh, you're talking about Crazy Heart. That's crazy it. Crazy, crazy Heart. heart. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. it. Yeah. Playing Alan Bradley mm-hmm. and Tron. Mm-hmm. Bruce Boxleitner. Yes. Now, Crow you Mrs. probably Queen. know him. Uh, <laughs> Babylon 5. Yeah, I know. As well as Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Scarecrow and yep. Mrs. King is the big thing I remember him from. Now, the one actor that actually got three roles in this movie, three separate roles, mm-hmm. he played Ed Dillinger, he played Sark, mm-hmm. and he played the voice of the Master Control Program. He played one of the voices of the Master Control yeah, Program. Yeah, they kind of mixed a few of them. So. Um, David Warner. Mm-hmm. The, the the horror giant that is David Warner. This guy was in so many damn horror movies back in the 50s and 60s. It's not even funny. But the two big ones that most people know him for are The Omen. Mm-hmm. And more recently, it's not a horror movie, but he was in Titanic. Yes, he was. Played yes, he um, was. Uh, yeah. Billy Zane's yes, he was the, he right-hand was the, man. Yes, he was. Uh, I can't remember his character's name on top of my head, but yeah. Playing Laura Baines mm-hmm. as well as uh, Yori. Yori. Cindy Morgan. Yes. You may know her from Falcon Crest, but we know her best from Caddyshack. Yes. She played Lacey Underall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernard Hughes. Plays Dr. Walter Gibbs. Yes. And also played Dumont. Yes. Yes. Uh, he was. I love the fact that you named him Dumont. Yeah. That is well, <laughs> and what most people would know him from would be one of two of my absolute favorite movies of all time. One is Doc Hollywood. Yes, he yeah, is. The, the main he, doctor in yes, Doc he Hollywood. Does. And he played the grandpa in The Lost Boys. Oh, I'd forgot that, about yes, that. He <laughs> yes, that he is. Yes, that is yeah. it. Okay. That's, I was but, watching this movie earlier today because I watched it yeah. earlier today. Yep. And I kept going, his voice, I know this guy from something, and that's exactly what it is. Yep. But right he is also one of the other voices for Master Control Operator. Eventually. No, as the original incarnation. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he's the original incarnation voice for the NPC. Okay. Um, Dan Short plays Roy Kleinberg. Mm-hmm. Also plays Ram. Now, where you know him best from, he's done a lot of Hey, It's That Guy stuff, right. but the biggest role that I could find for him was he played Billy the Kid in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Okay. And last but not least on this one, uh, Peter Jurassic. What a last name. I love that. Not spelled... No. That's the same. No, 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 no. Though, yeah. uh, played a character named Crom. Mm-hmm. Now, where you know him from, he was in Hill Street Blues. He was also in Babylon 5. So there's a yes. big Babylon 5 connection on this movie. Hill, before we get into the Hill Street Blues, yes, is one of those shows Deviation. That, that has kind of yeah we're already on a tangent here. <laughs> it makes sense for we're talking about the you know early eighties. Um, that's one of those shows that kind of like just outside of the name and especially the theme song, mm-hmm. which is Mike. Oh Post, yeah, that we were listening to that over here one night. Yes, they was like oh Hill Street Blues is so awesome. Like that was that show is just really like faded off into obscurity. Yeah. I mean, know? it won Which is primetime Emmys and everything I, else. I know, and it's just like, man, that was a huge so show. Had two of the greatest lines to open up every episode. Right. It was either "Let's be careful, let's be out, careful there, out there" or "Let's get to them before they get to us." Yep, yep. The, the "Let's be careful out there" is the one that everybody remembers. Yeah. Right. So. All right, Tron. I have my be nice. No, go ahead. No. Say it. Because no, I want to no, no, no. fist got, fight you. I've got my I've got my summary here. Okay. okay go I, ahead. Um wait, is this your summary? This is my summary. Yeah, we're gonna fist fight out here in the front. One hundred percent my summary here. Inside a virtual realm, the master control wages gladiatorial games among the program and rules the programs and rules with an iron fist. On the virtual plane, Kevin Flynn searches for hidden files that could prove he designed video games stolen by Incrom Senior. Executive VP Ed Dillinger. Senior executive. That's what I said, senior executive VP. Uh, After his latest attempt to infiltrate the mainframe, uh, Dillinger shuts down anyone with Group 7 access, which causes Alan Bradley's new program, Tron, to be inaccessible. So Alan and Laura uh, travel to Flynn's arcade to ask him if he's been hacking the system. After Flynn reveals that he created all Dillinger's video games, the trio hatch a plan to use Tron to find the files. Once inside Incrom, Flynn is hit with an experimental laser that digitizes items in the real world and places them on the game grid. When Flynn arrives in the grid, he is shocked to see that the programs are virtual avatars of their real-world users. As Flynn is prepared for battle, he meets Tron and Ram, and the three of them escape from the game grid amid a light-cycle duel. 
on the run Tron splits to get to the input output tower. I love that it's the input output tower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to talk about a lot of this. So, to, to meet up with Yori, uh, uh, Laura's avatar, and make contact with Alan through Program Dumont. The MCP realizes that Tron is what Tron is doing and has Dumont taken captive. In the meantime, Flynn and Ram are in are on the run from battle tanks, which leads to Ram's untimely death. After uh, afterward, Alan. Okay. After I can't even read my own thing. After <laughs> Alan tells Tron to place his uh, to place his identifier disc in the base of the master control. He and Yori escape in a solar sail. Flynn makes it on to uh, makes it to the input output tower in time to get on board as well, and they make their way to master control. But Sark derails the ship, seemingly killing Tron. Flynn and Yori now in uh, now in custody escape the containment center and head for the MCP. But Tron lives. Excuse me. But Tron lives. I'm sorry, I have to do it that way. And as he <laughs> battles Sark. To access the master control, Flynn and Yori sail close to the MCP being beam, allowing Flynn to throw himself into the MCP. Tron defeats Sark and throws his disc, uh, freeing, every, uh, freeing every program as well as the mainframe. Flynn is then transported back to the real world, and he, and the files he desired begin to print. Dillinger is proven to be a fraud, and Flynn assumes his rightful place as the senior executive VP. Wow, if there's ever been a Cliff Notes version of this movie, that's pretty close. Wow, that, w- that was so bad. You should write um, summaries for IDB. That right IMDb. there, that <laughs> right there was difficult to write because this movie is all over the fucking place. No, it's not. Okay, I'm going to let you two go ahead and gush. Okay, I, and I, then I'm coming in with my take. On I'm going to give him one thing on this, mm-hmm. and you have to agree. Well, first off, let me just say, watching this movie. In 2022 eyes versus watching this movie back in 1982 eyes, yeah, totally different. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally different. There, I don't think anybody truly appreciated what this movie was when it was created, just from the aesthetics of it, the look. And I'm going to say this before we get anything. Mm-hmm. This movie is gorgeous. So I found out something about that, and I mean. Gorgeous. They, yeah, it is. Here's the here's a couple of things, and and before we start going into a little bit more of it, let me let me touch on that because okay. I did a lot of homework on this movie. I love this movie, by the way. Give us the backstory. Give it so to us. give it to us. The way that they filmed you the scenes. My, my summary again. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that sucked. Go ahead. So Barry. the way that they filmed the scenes that are supposedly take place in in. In the, oh, the, in the, the main, grid, the matrix. Grid, yeah. Which, the grid. by the way, I have to take exception. They weren't transported immediately to the game grid. They were just on the grid. It wasn't until they were captured and transported to the game grid were yes. they there. So the way that they shot those The scenes, fact that I watched this movie just a few hours ago and <laughs> figured that out tells you everything you need to know about this damn movie. Okay? Well, it's, it's it just, I, I understand that you have no comprehension Whatever. of this because of the way you Barry, talk about go the ahead. God. All right. Go ahead. So okay. the way that they filmed this, and I, uh, this is just mind-blowingly cool for what they did. Basically, they knew that they were going to be using colorization in this movie, but they didn't know how to do it. So what they did instead was they filmed this in black and white. Yes, I knew that. Yep. I knew that part. Then, hang on, it, this is the it. cool part. They didn't just colorize it directly there. They took the black and white footage and photo negatived it and backlit it and then backlit all of the white sections and then shot it, reversed it back. So that's why all of the dark sequences right. have the light glow to them and the faces have that weird kind of ghostly look to them. Yep. When they were doing this, however, there was one small hiccup, so to speak. They couldn't figure out which colors were supposed to be the good guys and which colors yeah, were supposed to be the bad guys. Yeah, they kind of go back and forth a couple a They lot. got it figured out <laughs> by legacy. And really, they only had, if you go back and watch the movie, there's only about four colors that they use on that. Yeah. They have blue, yellow, red, and green. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I think you see some like purple. It's, it's kind of like orangish. Yeah. And it's, it's this it's weird like kind of neon glowy look to it, which is just fascinating. And I, I went back and watched this movie last night as well. And, and I kept telling myself, the, you know, the infamous Amy and I were watching it, and I kept telling her, and she was telling me, this is 1982 technology, yes, and it still looks that good. Yes, it was just mind blowing. Now, all that being said, I think one of Alan's points on this is this is basically two movies. Eh. You you have one that yes, is there the, are two different movies going on parallel. You have the, the 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 real world, shall we say? Yeah, where it's the hacker trying to make sense of the world, and then you have in the actual the grid this is almost like a pseudo religious movie 
Yes. There's a lot yeah. of and, and I didn't touch on I, I left all of the no, religious it, it, like about the users and everything because it's part of the plot, but it's not essential to the plot. I, I see. I disagree. I think it is because it's the whole idea of it really questions of why does a program do what a program does? Because it was created that way. Who created it? Well, the that's, users. That's did. the whole I know. Point. I get it. That I, get it. I know. It. I, I get it. You this know, this was but such high concept for I Disney in I 1982. I mean, yeah. it was. It was which they would never touch. No, oh. no, 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 no. Even, even though in Legacy they did kind of touch on that a little bit when yeah. Flynn comes through um, the nightclub, you see some of that idolatry going on. It's Flynn. Yeah. One of the things the before creator. we get too far into this, you also talked about with like the special effects on this. Yes. The Academy would not nominate this yep. because they, said, they, they said it was cheating because of the computers. Because this is one of the first computer-generated... Yeah, which like, is funny because if you go back and watch the movie, there's not very much of it that's actually computer-generated. No. You can tell. A lot of there, it. There are a couple places. like yeah. when, they're, when they're... Once Flynn's on the grid and he's right. been captured and they're, they're taking all the new recruits onto the grid yeah. where Sark can talk to them, mm-hmm. it... That... Is like one of the the glaring that that one scene where they're walking across the grid yeah. is one of the most glaring. Oh, these are two different things that were superimposed on each other, but it still doesn't look bad. Like it's not. It doesn't take you. It's like no, no. this is actually still really good, especially for 1982. Oh yeah, but everything else in this looks so, dude. That that shot in the beginning mm-hmm. of the Incron helicopter. It's yes. got the red lights oh, on yeah, the rotors yeah. and on. Uh, that is one of the most gorgeous things I have ever yeah. seen in my life. I mean, the live I mean, action it, shots are good. I know. You know? Let the, alone stuff, the stuff. The stuff in. Actually- I know, and that's why. I, that's why I kept saying I was really, really when I was rewatching this earlier, mm-hmm. floored by how good this movie looks. Well, and you have so many iconic images from this movie. You have the Flynn's Arcade. You I have mean, Flynn's come Arcade. On. You just, have yeah. the light cycles. Yes, you have the, yeah, the, 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 the identifiers. Yes. Yeah. The, you know, the discs. Yeah, no, oh, the, the, the discs. Disc battles absolutely. I mean, there's so many things that have just become so iconic. That's me. actually what got the movie made is Disney wasn't going to foot the bill for this yep. and they made them do a test right. test shooting using the disc and showing how the discs were going to look on film. Mm-hmm. And that's what got the movie made. Well, and I, it's actually kind of funny. I was reading up on this a lot, and uh, Steve Lisberger, the the director on this, yeah. the creator of this movie, basically said he was inspired from this by watching kids play pong. Yeah, and this is a com- a weird kind of amalgam of pong meets Alice in Wonderland. Yep, that's how it was described. And I was like, you know, the more I think about that, that actually makes sense. It is very much a going to a world where the rules that you know don't apply and knowing that you know something outside of the world that they don't. Right. You know, it's very stranger in a strange land. It's very, you know, the, the, this this type of plot line has been used um, in a ton Connecticut of Yankee. Yes, exactly. It's been used in a ton yeah. of different stories, but this one takes it from a whole different perspective because it's using something as non-tangible, for lack of a better word, as a computer program. Yeah. It doesn't really have a pulse. It doesn't really exist anywhere it just kind of there but this is looking at it from a whole different perspective of what does it look like what what does the world look like from the program's perspective right you know and that's the thing that's found so fascinating about this movie when i went back and watched it i was just like that is such high concept and such you know way beyond anything disney was doing back in the the 80s you know it's actually kind of funny when this movie came out it was released in july 9th and Four million dollars on its opening weekend. Four million in eighty-two dollars. Keep that in mind. This became Disney's highest-grossing live-action film for five years. Yeah. You know, it's just it's. But it was still considered to be. It was a bomb. A bomb. It was an absolute I mean, bomb that, because yes. of the cost that it made to right, make. Right. Right. Uh, I think when it it initially was. Which made is the reason for, why it didn't get a, a sequel immediately. Yeah, it was made for yeah. Se- yeah. They it was seventeen million to to make it, and I think it grossed total right around forty five or fifty million, which in the grand scheme of things is good. But you also got to remember that they were still eating a lot of the cost from the black hole. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know that one just that's what sank. Disney for live action movies for yeah. so many years. Which I like the Black Hole, but when Disney Plus came out a few years ago, I went back and rewatched it, and it has a lot of the same problems this movie does. And we'll talk about that. Go ahead. <laughs> You're just a bitter man. No, You're I'm bitter, I'm I'm being man. I'm being realistic about it. Yeah. Look, do you know do you know what simp stands for? 
like the actual letters S-I-M-P. Uh, it's been a while. Suckers idolizing mediocre pussy. Okay, this movie is mediocre pussy. I All right, this is. Disagree with <laughs> turn his mic off. <laughs> Just turn, turn his mic off. All right, hang on, hang on. I want to hear this. State your argument, sir. This movie is slow. Okay. As everything, it has horrible pacing issues. This coming from the man that hates the Godfather. But there, go ahead. there are so many scenes of reactions that go on for like 10 seconds that don't need to be that long there are so many plot holes in this thing it's not even funny that stupid sale that they do mm-hmm. in the, oh no no actually there are two sequences in this that go on way longer than they ever should one of them is whenever flynn puts the the tank or the uh the sail tank back together mm-hmm. that thing goes on forever it's called a recognizer recognizer, recognizer. whatever it thank is. you very much it goes on way too long because all it is, all it is, is just a lot of like, hey, we got this cool CGI we're going to do. Let's just let's just use it for as long as we can. Same thing with the solar sail. Those sequences go on forever. See, I just... Okay? Oh, oh. Go Let ahead. him finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are you finished? And quite honestly, some of the acting in this is just terrible. Okay. Okay? I, and it's just, it's just, it's a slow, boring movie. And the thing is... I want to love this movie, mm-hmm. okay? I want to, but I just can't. So okay, so because it's it's just it's not one of those movies. It's like it's the same thing. Okay, look, ten years ago, however long ago it was, whenever when Tron Legacy came out, mm-hmm. okay, I was like I was so excited for that movie. That was like the movie that year that I wanted to see above everything else. The night before I was going to see Tron Legacy, I sat down and watched Tron, mm-hmm. and for the first time in a couple of decades probably, and could not believe how boring the movie was. And then went to the theater and saw Tron Legacy and said, oh, wow, they didn't learn anything in 30 years because that movie had so much potential and it was just long and boring and went nowhere. Okay. So. A couple things. <laughs> Go, hold on. Are you, are you finished? It's just, it's just, a, it's a, it's a mediocre at best movie. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. I love a lot the visuals in this thing. But everything else about it is just slow. What is that stupid tacked on helicopter thing at the end of the movie? You get to the point where the movie should end, and they're like, oh, yeah, now we're going to have him fly in uh, and land on the, on the top of the building in a helicopter, and they're going to go downstairs, and that's going to be the end of it. There's no reason for that, that shot to be there whatsoever. I mean, it just... It, Folks, honestly, you- there are so many elements of this movie that you would see on a movie that MST3K would do mm-hmm. with these like overlong shots that go nowhere. But okay. the thing is, is that people love this movie because we grew up with it. And I get it. I have movies that I absolutely adored whenever I was young that I've gone back and watched later and been like, oh, wow, I obviously didn't have a very discerning, discerning taste when I was young because I thought it was good because I sat in front of it. Okay. And so it's just, it just hasn't held up is what it comes out. Okay. Filmmaking in 82 was a lot different than filmmaking in 2022. Let's just put it that way. All right. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to defer over to my man Dave before I chime in on this. Go right ahead, my friend. This is where I interject. Okay. Screw you, Alan. <laughs> Screw you and your uncivilized taste in movies. Okay. Well said. <sighs> now. You feel better now? That being said. <laughs> I, I do feel better. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to counterpoint a few That's things. fine. Go right ahead. Okay. Go right ahead. So, first off, uh, Tron Legacy was 2005. So No, it wasn't. It was 2012. Oh, that's when it was announced. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was again yeah, it seven a, years in development. Well, that's a, never a good thing. So you okay? have to remember one thing about this movie, okay? I, a lot of times, and, and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong on this. This movie gets grouped in with movies like Blade Runner because they were so Another long, cutting boring. edge of their time. But for what they <laughs> what the f- <laughs> wow? Hang on, breathe, Dave, breathe. <laughs> so. They, they, they. You take a moment. <laughs> this, I, I same I year this movie, came out the same year. I see this yep. movie getting grouped in with it because it's such a new idea. Okay. It's a new high art, high concept idea taking the world and looking at it from you know spinning it on its ear and looking at it from a totally different perspective. There's no easy way to do that. There's no fast way to do that. You can't really just 
cut to the chase, as you would say in this one, because part of the joy of this is the chase. Part of this is trying to understand what in the holy hell is going on. Part of it is the visual. And, 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 and the visual and, is a big element. And, and part of it is allowing the, the movie to breathe a little bit. Yeah. So you've got to have some... This is what I keep going back to. In today's filmmaking and television, mm-hmm. we've got complete TV series down to six episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants wants it. It wants it now. It's got to be quick. It's got to be you know. There's no room for character development. There's no room for story development. There's no room See, to enjoy the actual visual. Now, I'm I'm going to hit him where he lives though. As big of a fan of AEW as you are, you want to complain to me about long storylines? Well, let's be honest. <laughs> if we're going to go wrestling terms, mm-hmm. at least AEW is actually doing something with their wrestlers, unlike WWE, uh, of where like they just have these storylines that never go anywhere. Okay, all the time. In reference I mean, to that's the movie, the, though, yeah. with this, I, I find, and I, I have look. I love long storylines. Yeah, this one doesn't have the long storyline well, problem. The funny thing is, this has a problem of. Oh, we're this. No, no, now we're this. Okay, now we're this. Okay, now we're this. Oh, no, no, no. See, now we're over here. Maybe we'll introduce this character. Well, we really don't need this character, but we're going to introduce him anyway. And then it's just... See, and I, I totally disagree with you on this one, just because... It's fine. Fact, we can disagree. No, it's number, fine. It's not Number one, it's the like, movie itself is only about, what, an hour? It's an hour and 32 yeah, minutes Yeah, it's, it's an hour and a half. I mean, and it felt like I sat there for three hours watching uh, this thing. I mean, it just... Is it dated? See what I've been is living Is it dated? With? Yes. I will say that there are elements of this movie that are very dated. What? You have to... 82. That. Exactly. You it's have to 40 years that, old. You know? Exactly. It's going to happen. On the flip side of that, though, when you're looking at the effects and the way that it's shot there are times that i have to tell myself this was made in 82 mm-hmm. this looks that good now i agree and it's still i mean that's i have not know, said anything years bad old about the, i have not said anything bad about the visuals in this whatsoever no but, but the visuals are part of the storytelling yeah visuals, you have you have to travel through those scenes <clears> to get to the story this stories. is the same problem with this movie that i have said many times like when we talked about batman returns tim burton beautiful visuals but sacrifices stuff like story development, character development, this does actual not plot. Do that. Uh, does you know, do that. See, and I, I just when I look at this movie, when I go back and watch this movie, I, I don't think that this movie. Got. I'm sure we're going to get some emails on this. Oh yeah, so, yes, <laughs> yes. and all of them are going to be having me That's beat you fine. up. Whatever, Wait. bring it. I mean, <laughs> with there, there's so many things with this movie that I think were such touchstones for what they were. Were they the best example of what it could have been in 1982? Maybe not. I'll say that. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Could they have done more with character development? Yeah. Maybe to a degree. But that being said, when you're trying to basically fuse two different stories together in one movie and you only got an hour and a half to do it. They didn't I, do a bad job. I don't think they did a bad job at all. Well, I think that you know they really just did a lot with the character developments on this. And I love how when they're in the grid, they're talking about these, these programs and, and what they actually were. You know, I did like that. And what that, they do. and Yeah, exactly. Where oh, they I from. used to be part of an accounting program, but right. I got put over here in the game grid. Yeah, I, well, was I, in I was in yeah, yeah. And, no, and I I insurance. I love how yeah, he's so. gushing about being an, ins- you know, I know. an insurance program, and, and Flynn is just sitting there going, okay, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, so I, know. I wouldn't have given you a second thought. Pat, right, you know? exactly. Yeah. But uh, I, I just those, those little nuances throughout the movie, I think, were really clever and really smart the way that they put this together. I think the way that, you know, Yori kind of is basically just a programming element. That's all right. she is. And, and we ain't even The talk- whole deal with Bit was Bit really was cool. hilarious. I love, I love the fact that. that you know, you, oh, oh, you're a Bit. Oh, you can yeah. only say yes and no. Okay. Only yeah. ones and zeros. Ones, yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, you know, yes, no. Again, you belong to? Uh, oh, you belong to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, But it's the same thing. Like I said, I love the fact that it was called the input-output at- mm-hmm. tower because it's I.O. Yeah. It's one and zero. I mean, that's all well, it is. So I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, I know. just the names. The names alone on this is so just, it cracks me up. You know, Clue. Clue right. is actually a, a RAM. Yeah, yeah, well, no. That's Clue a, is codified lightness utility. Right. That's that's a that's an actual program. Tron. There's still some argument as to you know Tron whether that was based off of electronic exactly yep. or if it's actually the old basic command of trace on. Yeah, right. that's right. the one that I heard. Right. Um. You know, but Sarn and I mean all these like really short names that they give these things, which is anyone that's done any programming, anyone that's had any exposure to. You know, basic or COBOL or any of those other types of programming languages. Note that you have command lines. MS DOS back in the day. Exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. And that's what these were. These were command lines. This is, I'm telling you what to do. And it just was really fascinating. When, if you remember the scene where Tron is talking back with Alan One. Right. And they're talking, and it sounds like somebody's typing this out on right. a keyboard. Yeah. You well, know? Yeah, and that was one. End of line. Exactly. End of line. I love when, that. When, yeah. when MCP. That, that was the name of the club in Legacy was the end of line. Right. Yes. When, when MCP and um, Dillinger keep talking to each other. Yeah. And they're actually talking to each other. I'm like, seriously, guys. Like, okay. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I could sit there and listen to David I know, Warren talk. For but hours, you know, here's you know, here's the thing. It's like I said with I I compare this movie to the or to uh, the black hole. Again, the black hole. When I have gone back and rewatched it as an adult, doesn't hold up as well as I remember it being. I loved that movie when mm-hmm. I was in it, and rewatching it a couple of years ago, I was like, wow, this has pacing issues. Beautiful visuals, beautiful you know, visuals, right. and I don't think anybody would argue with you. You know, say that, and, that Tron and doesn't have some pacing. Issues. It has some, yeah. It is, there's just a lot of the, there are a lot of pauses that that do that you just would not find in a movie these days. And a lot of that may it may have something. It, it may just be the way that filmmaking was done in '82. I think okay? that may be the case. That could I be. It may just there, be there's the, been yeah. plenty of times going back and watching stuff from an earlier era and era right. and or era uh, <laughs> that, that you, you know shut your mouth. that uh, that that stuff doesn't hold doesn't like it. It's like no, they had this. This was the style of acting, or this was the style of filmmaking. Or this is the way that they directed things. This was and, it, and it, it's different now. We've been inundated with other stuff, you know. I just wish that they had, the people, the powers that be, had watched this movie before they made Tron Legacy and fixed some of those issues. See, and I think it's, I, I would partially agree with you, partially disagree with you, because going back and watching this movie, if you look at the characters that are in this movie, acting, acting aside of this, what are these characters supposed to be doing? They're programmers for a bit. I line. know. Yeah, I get so they, they, they're the most boring human beings having the most boring human being job. In a lot of ways. Down to. I know. So as far as how they were portrayed on this, I think they, you know, Box Leitner and uh, uh, what was it, Ke- Morgan did a great job portraying yeah. them as just kind of like, you know, corporate stiffs because mm-hmm. that's what they were. The only one that had any kind of flair to him was Flynn, and that's Flynn. because he basically broke out from it. And can we just take a minute to talk about Jeff Bridges' hair in that movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Is was there more '80s of an element than that weird, you know, yeah, Kentucky know. waterfall that was going on in that thing? I no, I mean it was it was pretty much there. I couldn't tell. We were the infamous Amy and I were having an argument as to whether it was permed or not. So I would go yes. Yeah, I said I yes. Said, she said no. A, it's as natural. But either way, that the element those kind of elements of it were so of their time. You know, I, I remember going into an arcade in 82 and you had yes. music pumping and you oh, could absolutely. hear anything, and people gathering around other people watching a game and, you know, cheering them on and stuff like that. Uh, the the two, Space Paranoids is a bit of a bad name, yeah, but, you know, but, hey. The, but, yeah, the, the, the two they best... They couldn't license anything true. that was real. True. So, yeah. the, the two best examples caught on film of, you know, those 80s arcades is in this movie mm-hmm. and in Legacy where he walks into the arcade that's been... Oh, and turns the lights on? It turns the lights on and immediately the games fire up and, and the jukebox kicks in. Immediately the jukebox kicks in and you can almost smell the arcade. The ozone. Exactly. The ozone and, and, and the and sticky floor from the Coke mm-hmm. and that's been and, spilled. And they're selling you your, the, member be- the member berries. So, See, I mean, it's... I don't so, give a crap. I'm just saying, hey, look, I get it. I, uh, look... I I miss those days. I I do too. I admit that. You know, I, I love what's what's the place here that we went to that night with Rob and uh, oh, or um, is the, I can't remember the uh, name. You know, game terminal, game, game terminal. terminal. Yeah, yes. I love that place. I haven't been down there. I, I need to go. That is one of those things that when we walked when I walked in that night, I was like, this is the place I wanted to be go to when I was ten years old. Yes, I mean, no no this sense buts about Flynn's it. Arcade. Yeah, it really was. I you was, know, I was a pinball selection. Very good. amazing. You name it, they had it pretty much. They've got yes. my Adam's family they do. machine. Oh. They had this with, they had with, that. with that yes. with the thing yes. hand. They mm-hmm. also they also had my uh, my creature from the Black Lagoon that I love so much, nice. as well as the Guns and Roses machine, and as well as pretty much anything else. The the uh, <laughs> the uh, Twilight Zone. Yes, all of that stuff. They had, okay. all they had Paper Boy. It. All right, they, yeah. field trip. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm down. So getting back to this, I mean, I it's funny because. Dave gushes about legacy on this. I didn't care for legacy as much because it did feel there were elements of it that were very good, but it did feel more pandering to, to a degree. (sighs) I I'm sorry. I could not look at Jeff Bridges playing those characters and not see the dude. 
You know, I didn't see Flynn. I saw the dude. Right. And, you know, when they did that That's weird morphing that they did for him to get him to look younger. Well, I mean, that was the only way. They, that was when they were just starting doing yes. the well, CGI. The morph. It, it's the also the morph. whole, as... Once again, post, at the beginning of doing something. Right. That no, and, and posts now become yeah. regular. Right. And to, to varying degrees of success. Yeah, there's been some of them that are good, and there's been some of them that are, you know, grand, Halloween, that uh, are Grand Moff The backflashes in Halloween <laughs> Kills is a good yeah, example. Yeah, but then you also get Grand Moff, grand Moff Tarkin yeah, from, uh, <laughs> from uh, uh, Rogue it, One. The Uncanny <laughs> Valley is hanging out yeah, all I know. over the place. Um, again, used sparingly, it's fine. Don't don't put don't people, base your movie on. Yeah, it. don't put people like yeah. smack in the middle of the screen and let them stay there for long periods of time. Um, I forget what I was going to say now. Um, <laughs> I was going to say about Jeff Bridges, mm-hmm. and he, we could debate whether this is good or not. You know, for for any actor, right? Post the Big Lebowski, I don't. It's just one of those things like you said. There is no seeing him as anything else. Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart. He look. I loved him in Crazy Heart, but he was the dude playing country music. And then you get True Grit, Grit. and he's the dude no, playing. No, there's no. I I, I will I will playing fight Rooster you on Cockburn. This one. I mean that's. I will uh, fight you on this one. I you know and again and some of that may come from the fact that I love the John Wayne version of that. Oh, movie I do too. So much I, that I just can't see anybody movies, else. But you know when you're looking at Bridges doing this, number one, it was closer to the book than it was. It was the John Wayne was, one. And number two, yeah. the minute that he took on that accent and that walk, that gait, and the 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 whole mannerisms, nothing about that was Jeff Lebowski. Nothing compared to flip it over with Tron Legacy. Right. When you have the whole Zen thing that's you know, going on. I, was yeah, a, I wasn't real thrilled yeah. about the whole Zen thing and the I was the a, only way to play the game is to not play the game. Right. It directly from War Games. War Games. Yeah. War was, Games. Because when he goes into the grid the first time, he's this ex- eccentric programmer and like... Like and he doesn't know what the hell's going on and discovers yeah. that you know comes yeah. to you know the realization. It had a very like I said, it was a very religious feel to it. It was very much a a you know. And then in the second one, being in the grid for so long, he's like turned into some kind of monk. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that might be a little too he's far. Dumont at that point. Yeah, he's became he, Dumont. Yeah, you know? he, I was true. at Lebowski Fest eight in two thousand nine in mm-hmm. Louisville, Kentucky. And you know the, the Friday night they had their showing at the Big Lebowski. Yep. And right before it started, they were like, "Yeah, we've got uh, a special message from Jeff Bridges that we, you know, that we filmed." And he's talking to, because you know they have several Lebowski folks right. around. Yeah. And, and of course he's dressed as the dude, yep. you know, and he's like, "Hey," and he's drinking his White Russian. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't be there, guys." He's like. I've been busy with this little thing, and he reaches over and picks up the Tron helmet nice. and puts it on. <laughs> nice. So, speaking of which, so I, I like I said, I did my homework. So here's a couple of little notes that I found that I thought was really interesting. Did you ever wonder why they were using discs instead of like guns or anything else in this uh, it's movie? Probably because it's Disney. No, um, no, no, no. That was a decision by the director. Okay. Uh, basically, he wanted to distance himself from any kind of violent imagery that kids might actually try to emulate. Mm-hmm. So he figured if they use something like this, the worst that they could possibly do is hit each other in the head with a Frisbee. I was getting ready to say that. As I can't tell you how many times I have either hit someone or been hit with a Frisbee yep. because of that. Oh, know, yeah. Of, yeah. That and did you catch any of the cameos in the movie? From Pac-Man is in the yes. movie. Yes, absolutely. Donkey Kong is in the movie. Mickey Mouse's head is in the movie. It was underneath in this one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Pac-Man was on the screen when he's looking at when right Star the, uh, is looking at the screen. Right after the the light cycles. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Donkey Kong apparently appears in one of the the like the hunched over scenes um, when they're looking at the surveillance machines. It okay. looks like the bent over Donkey Kong. Okay. And when the um, the solar uh, what sail? Solar, solar sail. Yeah. Thank you. When that thing is taking off, if you look behind the solar sail, there's a distinct shape of Mickey Mouse's head. Okay. Cool. Yep. So it's a hidden Mickey. Hey, you know what the best part of Tron Legacy was? The was, end. No. Oh. When it was shot, because it, it was shot in 3D, and I mm-hmm. saw it actually. I actually saw it in 3D. Yeah. 
at the very beginning of it, and they put the Disneyland logo up there, and that was in 3D. That yeah. was fucking awesome. Yeah. The rest of the movie, yeah. But, so, you know. when they were, and, and like I said, this was a very unusual movie. This was a very high concept movie. Dave is just seething. Over Disney here. did not know how to promote this, okay? They had no concept of how to promote this type right, of movie. Right. So, strangely enough, there was an offer made by Playboy. To do a photo <laughs> shoot. I'm not making this that up. That does not surprise me in the slightest. Uh, uh, they were going to have circuit boards strategically positioned yes. so that there would be no nudity. Mm-hmm. Uh, needless to say, Disney did decline. Mm-hmm. Um, however, one of the things that Disney did do at Disney World, I believe they did it at Disneyland too. I'm not 100% certain. They actually took a portion of the monorail okay. and converted it so that you went into Flynn's Arcade. Nice. And they had a whole section of it that was there. The infamous Amy told me that she remembered going to Disney World when they had that going on. Yeah. So she had actually seen the Tron segments on that. Nice. I know that the was it, it was 2011. Is that right? When Tron Legacy came out, 2011, 2012. Yeah, I thought you said 12. I, I can't believe it, I can't remember if it's 10 or 11 or 12. It's one of the. I think it was 11. It wasn't quite 30 it's not years. Like we don't have. Yeah, it wasn't quite 30 years. It, it was like it wasn't like right, right on the. Um, I think it was at CES that year. It was 10. It was 10, 2010. 2010. Okay. I think it was at CES that year, mm-hmm. you know, in, the, in January previous, you know, because it was released in December. Right. That they had a full scale light cycle on display. Yep. As well as they a had functional a functional light cycle. And they also had a Flynn's arcade. Yeah. That yeah. was like, they did a pop like, up. Yeah. They did that. They, yeah. They did pop ups to several places mm-hmm. with, with Flynn's arcade. But they made like three or four of those light cycles. Yes. Yeah. Street legal. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and, and I the light cycle looks like, like the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Let, to let's try. be honest, yeah. the light cycles are probably the most endearing, or enduring. I would say either those or the movie. the identifiers. Yeah, because the identifiers, but the know, light cycles especially. I mean, especially because the, there was the video game. You well, play, you know, there was there there's was the, the Tron argument, video game, and, but, and I've heard people make this argument as to the identifiers, basically either inspiring or being inspired by Space Invaders, because they have a very okay. very similar yeah. shape. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, they do. The the identifiers, that's one of the few things that did carry over into Legacy. Yes. Pretty close. There was, yeah. you know, a few, mod- obviously, newer technology, but, you know. Well, considering the storyline is they destroyed the original grid. Right. And yes. started over from scratch. Mm-hmm. And that's why you would get your modifications and your, mm-hmm. your ups, you know, upsells. Did well, you watch Uprising at all? Yes. I, I haven't. I've been meaning to. I heard that that was actually pretty good. It's based between um, the original movie and Legacy. Yes. So how about so the arcade. Or how about video games? Oh, we're gonna get into okay. Okay, we're get into it. This video games because there's several yeah. Ron games. Well, so, so yeah. this movie was actually one of the basic inspirations for Pixar. Makes sense. Makes perfect um, sense. John Lasseter was actually a storyboard designer, and he later went to design um, the CGI effects that were used in Toy Story. Okay. So he's one of the founding fathers of Pixar. Pixar. It th- makes perfect sense. I mean, it, which, by the way, I saw Lightyear this weekend. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, the the one other element that I, I I love to talk about on this one is Tron Guy. We got to oh, talk about Tron Guy. I wanted oh, no. to talk about Tron Guy. Tron Guy. Tron Guy is awesome. Uh, um, not really. Uh, James early Maynard. Not really thing. early internet, but when the internet was. Kind of coming into its own. It wasn't in the, even in the YouTube. 2004. In 2004, yeah, it was like, yeah, I remember, I remember Tron guy. Cause Tron guy was, again, early internet celebrity. Yes. You know? Oh mean, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Actually, I think he shows up in the what's the the Weezer video that has all of the yeah the, the uh, pork and beans pork and beans. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. say he's in that. I think he is. Um, yeah. But um, so you were talking about Legacy when yeah. Legacy came out. Tron guy went to the movie and was asked to leave. Oh, was thrown out of the theater. I did not know this. The reason okay. being, he went to a screening in Minnesota, but was ushered out when management decided his illuminated wardrobe would be too distracting for other guests. <laughs> uh, Let's he, talk about wardrobe for a second. He, he did, did eventually get to see it, and he said right. he like wept openly when he saw that it. So, right. did you notice that when Jeff Bridges, when when Flynn is the on, cod piece, he's got a he's got a piece that comes down over his uh-huh. midsection and when no one else does because yeah. Jeff Bridges packs a lot of <laughs> a heat lot, apparently so and which is really funny because when he's clue at the beginning they don't have that so well, one also seating yeah you know. well no there's the one scene where he's like when they uh, yeah. they uh, uh, de-res him oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah 
But I was like, yeah, because I remember like reading that that they were like, no, we had he to put, had de- for decency issues. We had to put that. Yeah, had to put that. He over. had debulges. Like, hey, good on the dude, man. And for whatever reason, <laughs> did you notice that Yori's helmet changed like yeah, three or four times in I the did. movie? She at the, at the beginning she had like a skull cap, and then right. towards the end of it she was wearing a traditional helmet, yeah. and then it went back to a skull cap. And I'm like. I kind of wonder. I kind of. I guess my own headcanon for that is that when after she left the 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 I the, the, the IO tower basically right. that she put that on as you know the the helmet. But I don't know. That could just be that I made. I will say head, this. So my only negative thing to say about this movie yes. is they absolutely needed to have fired their continuity guy. Oh, because yes. what continuity guy? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Because. I agree. <laughs> With the the color changes, couldn't yes. figure out who was going to be good guy color, what was going to be bad Although guy color. The light cycles the, are the perfect example of that. Yeah, the fact that the good guys are driving the yellow. red, yellow, I and know. orange. The bad guys who are in a red, red costumes are, are, are in the, the all blue, the blue. blue. I just, yeah. I know. It, and all right, so let's talk about the video game for a minute because you can't talk about this movie and not talk no, about the video games. Not. Yeah. So initially, there was the Tron video game. Yes. Which had four different games that you could play in it, three of which talk are, are actually referenced in the movie. One of them has absolutely nothing, nothing. to do with the movie at all. Mm. Right. You had the light cycle game, yep. which is hard as crap. Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, still amazing. And, it's basically yes. Snake on steroids. Yeah, it yes. really is. Yeah. A- you had the um, the one where you're shooting up into the MCP with yes. the, the, the 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 tower that kept right. moving around. Um, I'm, I'm trying, trying to remember the rest of it. You had now. the one with the those basically space invaders, where you had the arm that would spin around. Right. And well, all it's basically space paranoids, is what. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. to a point, yeah. Arkanoid. Arc. Yeah. It's Arkanoid. Yeah. Arkanoid. And yeah. I can never, rem- I can never remember what the fourth one was because I never played it. Um, it seems like I remember there being one with the tanks. Uh, yes, there was. Yes, there was. It was the there was the tanks and the and the uh, identifiers. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, that game got worn. Out. Every single time well, I went to an arcade, that game was there, and that game had been beat all to pieces. Well, and it was people played the crap out of it. It, it was, was usually a, a line. Yeah, it was a quarter eater. Oh yeah, there was no ifs ands buts. Oh yeah. Game. And the thing about it that was so appealing and is still appealing to that video, that that arcade game, mm-hmm. is that blue. Yeah, joystick. Well, that glow, that glow to it. The way because again, they captured the aesthetic of this movie. Really incredibly yeah. with this arcade cabinet. You know, it could, you know, it's one of the, I know that they did an updated version of it in 2010, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, whenever, for the legacy. For the legacy. And it's great because they added a little extra, like a few little extra bells and whistles, you know, like lights and different stuff that wasn't on the original. But just that 1982 version of it is spectacular and they are expensive as all yeah. crap. Oh, I well, I mean, like they, were, they were eye catching in a I dark know. arcade. Yes. Yeah. Because. It, they were backlit. Right. They would glow. Yeah. There's no absolutely other game did. at that time actually had a glow to it. it well, just, that's the whole thing. The joystick you know, glowed. Like well, it legitimately the, had that just blue the joystick, glow to it. The actual frame know, of the just, unit. I mean, the, the it, head piece it, of it and everything. If you're walking through a dark arcade, you, you, mm-hmm. you it, let's face it, arcades weren't exactly dark because they were all lit up with right, the neon the other machines. Yeah. The other but, machines it was, this, but it was all the that. But they were usually red and yellow and purples. And then all of a sudden you had this electric ice blue thing over in the yes. corner just shining yes and it's got a line of like four or five people standing there waiting to play the thing i and know the that fact that it had like well you had the joystick and then you had a a, a spiral controller on the side of it yeah for yeah that was kind of like the arkanoid type yeah, stuff. yeah and it was, was uh, but the 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 trigger was still on the joystick so you had to work two different devices to be able to play the game um there were Hold on, I can't remember if it was two or was what Activision three. I think it was Activision that made that one, wasn't it? Hold up, let's look at this real quick. Well, while you're looking that up, all right, I got it right here. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, crap. (laughs) He had it. He lost it. What I was going to say is, let's talk about the music for a second. Yeah, because the soundtrack on this movie. Freaking phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. There's only two songs in it that actually have lyrics. Yeah. Strangely enough, do you know what band did them? Oh. I found it this was, hilarious. Okay. It was Journey. Yeah, Journey did. Yeah, that's right. That they, they um, had, which and, is why you get the reference to Journey in the second one. Yep. There was Adventures of Tron. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, what was it? 
Well, there's like, Tron 3D. Tron Deadly Discs. These were both both released on multiple platforms, most notably like the Atari 2600. Right. I have both of these games in my, my box. Why does that not surprise Of me? 2600 games. Actually, they might be down there underneath my what? 2600. <laughs> Why have we not been playing? <laughs> I'm telling you. He has all these neat <laughs> toys. I he have doesn't all kinds of stuff that I, and, Well, you know, that's, that's how you keep them intact. You don't let people <laughs> play with them. I learned that lesson when I was a kid about letting other people play with my toys because they wound up broken. Um... But yeah, there there was that. And of course, there was the arcade game, and there and there's been a few like there was there was a Tron Legacy video game yeah. as well as some other stuff that's been released. I think they were, I think there was one for um, Uprising also. Yes, if I'm not there mistaken, there was, and it wasn't very good. Yeah, and and it's it's just one of those movies that begs to have a video game. Tie. Well, yeah, it's it's got no marketing written all over it. Yeah. You can't take something that's and not toys, high concept, you know. And and the toys series that they had that came out of them, some of them really the, the thing I always thought was so cool is they were they looked clear. Right. You know, they they were the I had a couple that, of them whenever I was doing the flea market. I I picked yeah. up, you know, I had one of Tron and I had one of uh, I think it was Sark if I'm not mistaken. It's hard to find the Sark ones. Yeah. Any of the red yeah, ones was, are hard. I know. To find. I had cuz I I know I know I had one of the red ones. I think it was I'm almost positive it was Sark. Uh, and, and of course, they were beat up because they were at that time. And they were I distinctly 30 years remember old. that they had a series of the uh, the light cycles that had the yes, red strip that, that you could pull, pull and, and it would yes, just chase yeah, out. Yeah. And of course, these things would they were like weeble wobbles. Oh, and I know. Just they fall would, over. They would almost never. Well, make one of my fa- you talking feet. about the marketing. My, one of my favorite things from Legacy is where he's in the disc battle mm-hmm. area, and he goes. I have a three-inch version of you on my shelf at home. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. just to kind of touch back back on the music on this one. So yeah. the 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 head coordinator on the music was named Wendy Carlos. She was an electronic musician. Uh, she had biggest name that she had done before that was uh, uh, an album called Switched on Bach. Oh yeah, where she did a lot of like the 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 newer kind of new wave sound to to Bach right, music. Right. But she had done soundtracks. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. A Clockwork Orange and The Shining. This is a hard pivot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but if you think Both about the instrument, you know the instrumentation right, right. for those, and then you take that and you convert it into an electronic sound, you get that iconic. Da 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 da. It sounds like a video game. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sounds just like a damn video game. It's like you want to, you know, hook up a controller and play the movie. The minute that I'm watching this, you know, when the Buena Vista pictures comes up and you start seeing the circuit boards flying around Which, let's be honest the disney logo comes up first true yes, but it does then buena vista yeah but it's that that so green screen i know, I know. you know yeah, all like the I text said, on this it, looks it, like it looks, straight out of a, a green monitor it, it looks amazing it absolutely looks amazing and it does it kind of had that uh the the tech like that you know all the the the, the opening credit stuff right. that's on there reminded me a lot of of, of explorers uh, no, I was in war games. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me a lot. The same of that. text. You no, know, yeah. You know. That, you know, again, there's a year. There's a year difference between the two. Right. Of them. Just waiting for the butt because he always has no, a lot of I'm nice things. No, I, I agree with it. I, I, I told you. I've said that from the the first thing that I said about this is this movie visually is amazing. He always I has love it, all so. the really nice stuff, and then he goes, but and then yeah. he craps all over everything yeah, else. You know, with this one, I mean. It, you, it is a very polarizing movie. Let's put it this way: the yeah. truth goes down easier with a little bit of softening up on the beginning. So it's <laughs> thank you, Mary Poppins. Anyway, I uh, said nothing about a spoonful of, tr- of sugar. Uh, no, I think he was definitely talking about stool softener. There, oh, well, that wraps all over everything. <laughs> well, all right. So let's let's let's. I had another analogy, but this is a family show. Yeah, since kind when? Of, kind of what the Manson family? <laughs> what? I'm, I'm the one that's tried to keep it a family show. You're the one that keeps uh, screwing that yeah, up. Oh gosh! Yeah. All right. Well. Let's <laughs> Let's, just to summarize on this thing, Dave, I'm going to go to you first because we've already heard, you know, Captain Craptastic over here. Give me your your final thoughts on this movie. What do you think? This is one of my favorite movies. This is one that I probably break out every other month or so, and I'll watch this one and Legacy back to back. This is right. This is one of those things where I know I've got a Saturday off and I don't want to do crap, and yeah. so I'm going to watch this thing. Um, I am definitely going to introduce this to my niece okay. the second she gets old enough to appreciate this. Okay. Um, I just why, why is this movie so boring? Why is it so slow? I watch better stuff on YouTube. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it on this one, but I I kind of agree with him on this element. I don't know if 
kids of modern era would actually have any appreciation for this because the technology's moved so, so far. far but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm introducing yeah. her to this. This is going to be a great, fun time. Uh, and I'll be honest. Watching this last night, this was the first time that I'd seen this movie in probably about 15, 20 years. <laughs> I, I remember when I was a kid, I gushed over it. I remember also that I didn't understand half of it. It went way over my head. Oh yeah, oh, I was absolutely. like, this was yeah. this was so much of a a visual overload that you didn't even really care that you didn't understand what the plot was or what these characters are or or any of the nuances of the movie. Now, that being said, going back and watching that last night, I found myself gravitating more towards those nuances and seeing, oh, okay, this has got a real almost the religious elements to it. And, you know, this is Tron really... fights for the users. You know? It's a real different concept of, of thinking of how... It's got a mythology Programming, you know, exactly. It does have a mythos. Yeah. It has this whole, you know, mythos that's built into it that you just, you never really think about, you know, it, what what was my, my bottle of green tea here think of me kind of thing, you know? And that's basically what this is. This is what does the devices that I use, that I create, how does it view me? That's high concept art for, for 1982, and especially for Disney. You know, this is the land of bibbidi bobbidi boop They're not coming up with stuff that's just going to make you think. They just want to keep you happy. So I think that's one of the reasons why this movie was so crapped on for so long and so, in some ways, hated. Yeah. Because had this been made by Universal... Had this been made by MGM, MGM, or you know, well, first off, it'd been Orion or yeah, somebody. somebody. If it had been made by Universal, they would have screwed that up too. So well, possible. Actually, you know what? You know what version of this movie I want to see? Trauma. The Canon Films version. Oh, <laughs> wow, yes. There'd be a ninja. <laughs> Stuff would blow up. Yes. <sighs> and there'd be some great catchphrases. <laughs> and 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 Chuck Norris would walk on just in the middle of the movie for no reason whatsoever. Of course. Just like <laughs> well, he'd be driving the tank, you know? Exactly. <laughs> he would be the tank. What are we talking about? We wrapped this up. Somewhere in Crossfire. But is this a movie that I think... I, I, I would rather show this to somebody of our generation. And break may dancing. not have seen it. Lots and lots of break dancing. <laughs> Shut up! They already got the neon for it. Exactly. Why not? But uh, I, I do think... New meaning to electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> now you're crapping on one of my favorites. Wait a minute. But I think that with this, I do think this is definitely going to be some a movie of more for someone of our era mm -hmm. that may not have ever seen it, that they're going to be able to connect to it easier. I think now because we've moved so far away from the high art concepts into like you said the youtube generation right right they're not going to appreciate that they're never going to sit there and try to figure this out and i think that's part of the joy of this movie is figuring it out and once it occurs to you and once you realize what it is it clicks and you're like oh my god that's brilliant well what it comes down to is that this movie visually again yeah is the reason that we have what we have today. Oh, this no is, question. This is the beginning. No question. This is about the it. beginning of it. I mean, no, we have some, and so it's kind of one of those things. It's kind of like going back and watching film noir, anything film noir. Yeah. And I being like, that. I've seen this a thousand times. It's like, yeah, but this is what created all of those tropes. This is what created everything that you love. Going back to what I've said, because Dave Alt loves to bring up the fact, or likes to say that I hate the Godfather. You hate the Godfather. Mm -hmm. I don't hate the Godfather. I just don't hold it in. I like what the Godfather birthed afterwards. Okay. Okay. I like what Tron birthed. I'm just not a huge fan of the source material is what it comes down to. I like this movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did not sit here and shit on this movie. I just said this movie has problems. Oh. Okay. And I like this movie. I want to love this movie. Right. But this movie has not given me anything to love except for the visuals because the visuals are amazing. Well, And, and I, Flynn's Arcade. And okay? I I'll give both that, of those things up. You know, this is definitely a movie that people can struggle to, to pull out the member berries. Yes. And I think even if you step away from that and just look at it for what it was for its time, that's a totally you different know, movie. Again, a totally different experience. It's a different experience than watching it when you're eight years old. And oh, absolutely. Being like, oh my absolutely. God. Glowy and then, things. And then Neat watching it things. and then watching it at 48 years old and being like, oh, I see the problems. I see that problem. I see that problem. I see that problem. Here's the other thing before we've already beaten this much to death. <laughs> Did you guys see this movie in the theater? Yes. Dave. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I don't think I did. Okay. 
Oh, that explains everything. Well, no, no, no. But here, here's the thing. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because I, I really like, since we decided we were going to do this movie. Right. Um, and this, and this came into the order of when we were going to do it. I've really been racking my brain because I can, for the for the most part, I can remember what movies what movies I saw in the theater mm-hmm. and which ones I didn't. Right. My vivid memory of this movie is sitting in the den at my aunt Mary's house watching this on VHS. On and they had one of those early '80s projection. Oh, nice! Big screen, you okay. know, they had the little thing in front that was the green and the where red. you had to have the lights low, exactly. See a damn thing, you know. Yeah, and so like that's my that's the memory that I go back to all the time. Of this is when I saw this movie, right? Whether or not that was the actual first time I saw it, I don't know, but that's what I associate it with. Yeah, I'm not. Okay, and yeah. it's funny because my aunt Mary still lives in that same house. And I could go and sit pretty much exactly in the same place where I sat and watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she still got the big. TV. Oh no 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 no! That, that's gone a long time now. ago. Yeah, it's, I, I watched it on my iPad. iPad today, you know, because like go. I said, I, I was at work, and so I was kind of like watching. Correct way to see it, dude. It looked great. It looked so good, even on my. And I've got an iPad Mini. You know, it looked so good popping off of that. You know, while literally I was sitting at Waffle House eating lunch, watching this with my earbuds in, and just being <laughs> like, "Dude, this looks so good." Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it, it's one of those that I, like I said, I don't, I don't think that I saw it in theaters. I wanted to, but it just didn't. Right. And so this was a VHS HBO free weekend. You know, one of those, one of those. Recording it, I know that I know that I had a taped off the television. Oh yeah, recording everybody of did. this, it, you know, from somewhere. By the way, a, mm-hmm. first movie to play on the Disney Channel. Really, very first movie mm-hmm. to on yep. day one of the Disney Channel. It was, That's cool. It was played. They That's played cool. Tron. I know I had the Disney Channel like way back then, you know, like back in when we got when we got cable. Yep. But it was already out. It had been on the air for a while, you know. So well, and I will say, you know, in wrapping up here, one thing I think Dave and I have a bit of a, a soft spot for this movie just because of what we do for a living, and You're the nerds. fact that we're, we're we are we are. I mean, <laughs> we we deal with technology and we deal know, with you know, know anything know. in the computer realm, and I, I honestly think that anybody that has that kind of exposure. Dave, I don't want to speak for you, but I'll say this definitely piqued my interest in the whole concept of computers, you know, early on. It oh, was yeah. one of those one, you know, things that you were like, is this possible? Is this real? But you e- know, even more for me, because I'm more on the 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 visual, the media side of it. Right. The, oh God, this is right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Then. The the sound, the visual, the you know, all of that. I loved all of it. Yeah. It's like, wait, you can you can you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I admittedly am not is big of uh, into computers geek you can say well, it. We're well, geeks. Yeah, but it's one of those things again i didn't have to be right and i didn't go into a field where i had to learn all this stuff everything that i know about computers quite literally i did not learn when i was young mm-hmm. it's been in my probably in my from my early 30s to now it is you know and it's one and it's not that i didn't own a computer it's not that i didn't interact with them it's, it's just one of those things that I was doing other things rather than right. learning how to code or do whatever it is, you right. know. And so, but you know, even with my limited knowledge from again, what I had was from middle school, like from seventh grade computer class in 1986, 87, or whatever, mm-hmm. on MS DOS, right? And you know, so you had like, basic, yeah, you basic, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's fun for me to watch movies like this, especially this, because I remember when I rewatched this before Legacy came out back in 2010, thinking the same thing of, like, nothing really changes in computers. It just, the technology, like, there are, as far as programming goes, mm-hmm. nothing really changes in computers. You know, we're still, you know, you're still, there, there, are, there, are, there are basic elements that have stayed the same from right. the very beginning. Yeah. All the way through, and I think that's awesome. I think that's cool. Uh, you know, as someone who's kind of on the outside looking in, right? So, uh, but yeah, I I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I it's just, it's just not. It'll never be. It'll never hold that special place. It'll never be. I, like fine. I said, it's it's one of those movies that I like. Let me rephrase that. I love the idea of this movie more than I actually. Love the movie. So basically, I can go back to saying he he hates the Godfather <laughs> and Tron. So, do you you do you watch Family Guy 
Are you familiar with? Uh, yeah, occasionally. One of the yeah. earlier episodes of Family Guy, and I wish I could remember which one it was. They're sitting around having a conversation, and Peter drops out the bomb of that he hates the Godfather, and the entire family just starts ripping into him about hating the Godfather. Yeah. And he responds with, I like the money pit. I give you Alan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, one of my favorite anything associated with Tron is, though? The games, the toys, what? The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Oh, I remember that yeah. one. When, whenever, yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever, uh, yeah, when Homer gets sucked into the the, the Matrix, basically, and the sound, yeah, the, yeah. You hear the and same he's like, sound. "Did anybody see Tron?" And they're like, "No, no, no, no. never saw it. No, no, no." Wrap it up, son. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for enjoying. Well, maybe enduring this. But, <laughs> um, uh, if you have, <laughs> I'm sure you have comments. Uh, you please. can, you oh, can please get us- have comments. <laughs> yes, please have comments our our email address is projectgenxpod at gmail.com you can also get us through discord as well as instagram all the links for that stuff is and also on facebook i guess you guys might yep. still be doing the facebook. Still I'm, facebook i'm no longer on facebook um so it is one of those things that you can get in touch with one or all of us through those uh, as you saw from our last episode, if you write us an email, we will write. We will yeah. read and it chime on there. in. I mean, hey, if, if you think of this the same way that Alan does, you know, don't be afraid to jump up there and, hey, and pose you know, an look, argument. You know, we're, we're look. Everybody has opinions. Okay, we we all know that. We all know that there are yeah. many, there are many iterations of that saying about opinions and, and what they're like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and most of them are like Alan. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Oh. But, but it's one of those things where I, like I said, I want to love this movie. There's just not enough there for me to love. Um, so on, on the flip side, Barry Dave and, and I Dave both love, love this, this movie, movie, and there is so much here for them to love, and and they accept that, and that's awesome. I just, you know, it's just not, it's just, it's just not something that's going to make it into my rotation. There is that whole, I will every once in a while be like, dude, I want to watch Tron, like every once in a while, like every. Mm-hmm decade or so and then I'll like sit in and watch it and be like oh yeah there's a reason I haven't watched this in 10 years he likes the money pit and just remember that I yeah. really don't like the money pit so. <laughs> he um, loves the money pit <laughs> look I, I look I have been full on honest about some of the yes. gar- about some of the garbage that I listen to oh watch, I know okay and, and, and I'll say that and it's the whole thing it's like look I will never shy away from the fact that I listen to garbage music okay <laughs> I will never I will never shy away from the fact that I watch trash teen soap operas okay and i will never shy and away from the fact that i give you crap about it yeah. every single and so, time and, and i will never just, shy away from the fact that i got to deal with the two of you yeah and, and so, it's just, crap. so it's just one of those things where it's like look it, it's all subjective it's all opinion and that's kind of what it is they're all kind of like that so it's <laughs> but anyways we were trying to get out of this for like three minutes wrap yeah, it up oh, anyways, yeah, I, I am one of your hosts alan smith i'm the other guy big dave and i'm barry and we will see you next time for another edition of the retro summer 2022 Yeah. See you.